Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. How are the asylum seekers and refugees in this country managing during the COVID-19 restrictions? I spoke to Karen Elkington from the Salvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services during the restriction period, and she shares more. What is the difference between asylum seekers and refugees? Okay, Chris, it's essentially a legal definition. So an asylum seeker is a person who's looking for protection from something that they fear, persecution and, yeah, just basically fear of their lives, fear of torture, and they've left their country and they've actually asked the country where they're living, can you please provide me with protection? Yeah. And once they get recognised as a person who genuinely fears their, you know, their fears for their life and is someone who's owed protection, then the country under the definition of the United Nations Refugee Convention, they test the person's claim and then they actually give them what you call refugee status. So you deal with both of these in your work, don't you? We deal mostly with people seeking asylum, but we also do assist and see a number of people who have temporary refugee status here in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't see as many people who've been brought here under Australia's humanitarian resettlement program because they get a full range of government support. Yes. Whereas the people on temporary protection visas and the safe haven enterprise visas, they don't receive the same level of support. So we do see some of those people as well. So what sort of things are they experiencing during COVID-19? Okay, so unfortunately for those who are here on bridging visas, the people who are asylum seekers still asking the government for protection and have yet to have their protection claim processed. They unfortunately are not eligible for any of the job seeker allowances that the government are offering to people, you know, who are Australian citizens or residents. And so they're doing it particularly tough. Um, Some people seeking asylum can ask the government for assistance, but it's at a much reduced rate. It's more than the old Newstart allowance. And so those guys are struggling as well. But there are a lot of people who can't even ask for that help because of where they're at in their refugee determination process. It's very complex and complicated, but basically they're guys who often fall between the cracks and are missing out on a lot of the support that's being offered to other people. So how can you guys help? So basically here, we're based in Melbourne and we see people from the northern and western suburbs. And of course, Salvation Army Centres across Australia, we are helping people with um, food and also uh, food vouchers. And because of the whole COVID-19 and particularly the restrictions that we're experiencing is we're based in Melbourne, so in Victoria, we're still essentially under lockdown. Uh, so the we're actually delivering food and vouchers to people's homes. And also we're finding that just a friendly face, someone turning up on the doorstep, obviously social distancing and all the rest, um, just that little bit of human contact is making a difference. Yeah. Yeah, wow. because we're finding... Their mental health is particularly suffering during this time with the isolation. Yeah. 
We're talking to Karen from Salvos Asylum Seekers and Refugee Services about how the Salvos are helping them during COVID-19. Is there one specific example of someone that you helped that really impacted you? Um, yeah, our, our caseworker got quite a late call from a lady um, who is really, really unwell, um, physical health as well as poor mental health. And it was a, came through very late in the day. And by that stage, we were, you know, loading the cars up with the food parcels. Actually, the food parcels had all gone. You know, they'd all been loaded up into different people's cars and they'd driven off to all the different areas of Melbourne to deliver them. And she got this late call from this lady who said, look, I'm so desperate. I have got nothing in my house to feed my children. Wow. And so I said to my case, my caseworker said, can I please take her something? And I said, yes, please do. It's a little bit late for us to, you know, do the, the full financial help, you know. However, let's take her some food. So my caseworker got in her car drove to this lady's house and gave us some food to discover that the fridge had broken down. Really? She didn't have any money to buy a new fridge. So she wasn't able to keep any things like, you know, your dairy products or meat in the house for herself and her children. So this caseworker, she she's a very kind-hearted lady. She went, she found a donated fridge that was new, like a little bar fridge, Yeah, took it to the lady's house and went and got some extra groceries for her. Um, yes, and she just said, this lady is so thin, she's incredibly unwell, oh, her children are quite traumatised, it was really quite, these stories are, yeah. You wouldn't think... You'd hear stories like that in our country. Do you well, know what unfortunately, I mean? there are a whole range of people who are living in fear, and um, and the whole the whole trauma of having shortages of food, restricted movement, not being able to go out, not totally understanding what's going on because English is not their first language. Yeah, they're in a constant state of confusion, and they're probably more fearful than a lot of the other people I've met in the community. I mean, we're all a bit frightened, but these guys, they're, they're the most frightened group of people in our community who I've come across during this whole time of COVID-19. Wow. Well, listen, thanks for that snapshot. That's really good uh, snapshot of what's happening to help us understand behind the scenes because we don't see that. Yeah, it, it's very, very sad. Um, it's incredibly sad. Um, the problem also is um, there's not many donations of food coming in at the moment because obviously people uh, have been asked by our government, state government, to stay at home. Yeah. So, yeah, naturally there are less people moving about in the community and purchasing food and bringing it to us like they have in the past. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, donations are a little bit on the short supply as well. But I guess, you know, here at the Salvation Army, we're people of faith. And, you know, we, we're praying that we won't totally run out of food to give to people. And, you know, just as we think we've run out, hey, a little bit more food turns up. Great. Or a donation turns up. Or someone will come in with a box of food and that's just enough to fill our food parcels. So we're just, 
also it's a good time to exercise our faith as well and to pray that the Lord will supply what we need for our for our clients. That's Karen Elkington from Salvos Asylum Seekers and Refugee Services. Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.